Hello, and welcome to a historically inaccurate episode of We Only Look Thin. I am Catherine Weigel. I have lost 145-ish pounds, and with me today is the historically accurate... Donald Weigel, and I have historically lost uh, 100-ish pounds. Yeah. And uh, we are here to tell you about it. We together are We Only Look Thin. We Only Look Thin. Did I say that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. Whatever. Again, we did now. We've both said it now. Again. We are fueled by coffee. Yeah. Right now, uh, we literally have two coffee makers in our kitchen right now, like dueling banjos of coffee. I have had both kinds today. Yeah, this is uh, probably something that people don't care about, but I'm going to tell you anyway, (laughs) because of uh, COVID restrictions, you can't have communal coffee pots at work. And uh, so I bought a uh, single serve uh, Keurig machine to take to my office because I miss my coffee. I can have one in my office, but we can't have one in the kitchen. So I am trying it out. So I have had Nespresso today. I have had Keurig today. I have had probably five to eight cups. I don't remember, but it is fueling this episode. So this You episode... get the benefits of her caffeine <laughs> overload, everyone. Yeah, it's uh, it's going well. It's going better than uh, me taking a shower. I am not showering. I am recording wow. this podcast. You're putting that in a recording? I am putting that in a recording. Holy I remember cow. when I used to shower every day before I went to work. And now, I don't know when the last time I took a shower. I have a face for podcasting right now. A face only mothers on podcasts could love. You know, I'm just going to let our listeners behind the curtain Uh a little bit right now. I am actually podcasting remotely because of Catherine not showering all the time. So, Oh my gosh. No, I'm actually, I'm in the same room. Yeah. That's not true. But you know what our room is? It is full of Christmas wonder. It's true. And nostalgia. That's what it's full of. So the holiday season is a time for nostalgia. It is a time for tradition, and uh, nothing says tradition like Napoleon Dynamite. Wouldn't yes. you say, Donald? Yes, I would. <laughs> you know, I just I just wanted to point out I'm very proud of us because oh, um, me too. we we typically our references like. The Mod Squad episode that we just did was like late 60s, early 70s. We're now referencing something that happened in this century. Oh, (laughs) well, and something we've actually seen. Mod Squad... I haven't really seen. Yeah, no. Squad. I, yeah, I, I saw the Claire that. Danes movie version, but yeah. not the Giovanni uh, <laughs> Ribisi. Nice stuff. But we have seen Napoleon Dynamite. We are going to talk about a movie we have seen. Congratulations! Yeah. It's Donald from two thousand four, so it's like it's almost contemporary Was and irrelevant. Two thousand four. Yeah. Wow, that's like today. Yeah, that's I know. basically if I know. you say something for is, us, like ordinarily we would be more likely to reference like J.J. Walker and be like, Dynomite. I was going to make a Dynomite. That was my other opener idea. It was like, welcome to a Dynomite episode. If I had done the the opener, I would have said Dynomite episode. Well, good. But yeah. yeah, And it will be a Dynomite episode, listeners. But ironically, we're not, we're going to talk about Napoleon Dynamite, but we're not even going to talk about Napoleon Dynamite. We're going to talk about... Uncle Rico. Yeah. That's not even going to be a thing now. That's not even going to be like, doctor, doctor. Doctor, doctor. We actually said it at the exact same time. I know. perfect. I know. We didn't even rehearse it, everyone. That's what you get for two coffee makers. So for those who might not remember or those who haven't seen Napoleon Dynamite, um, Uncle Rico comes by to sort of babysit his adult nephews (laughs) in in the episode when Grandma uh, goes on vacation. And... uh, 
Uncle Rico is obsessed with his high school days. Yeah. And he was the high school quarterback. I, I believe he had his name in the paper and uh, back when newspapers were a thing. And um, those were his glory days. And he's now a man in his 30s uh, who is constantly trying to relive those days he's reliving the games he played in his mind he's out there throwing footballs around and trying to recapture that glory he's just stuck in the past rather than moving on to the future yeah and it's kind of pathetic yeah like i mean and i think we have all seen that movie trope of like the guy that goes back to high school with a letterman jacket after he's graduated because he wants to be like big man on campus, like going back to those nostalgic perfect days. I even like my grandmother always used to say like, oh, there's nothing better than my high school days. There's nothing better than my 20s. Yeah. And that always kind of made me sad thinking that like I know. the best was in the past. And yeah. I think that we – you know, we do that and we can see, you know, a a magnified version like Uncle Rico reliving his glory days. What, what don't you tell us about what he did with his glory days and the, and the lengths he went yeah, to there's, get there? Yeah, there's a, a scene in there where he goes um, on the internet, I believe, and uh, Was the orders, internet even I don't know. It was 2004. I, I he, honestly don't remember how people went, ordered anything I think he before was in the a internet existed. Montgomery Ward catalog. I, let's just say that because sure. I don't even remember. <laughs> yeah, Montgomery Ward catalogs were still huge in 2004. Oh, so big. Absolutely. Everybody had one. And um, they he ordered a time machine from the, <laughs> you know as you yeah, do from a catalog or from yes from the Montgomery Ward catalog and it shows up and uh, he tries it and Kip tries it and it really just ends up shocking them and doesn't work like and, literally shocking not yeah 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 shocking, shocking them like with electric shock and it is sort of, you know, what Catherine was saying. It is sad the lengths to which he is going to go. I think, you know, grown men know that you can't just order a time machine <laughs> online and go back time. But he is willing to try it because he is so desperate to get back to his glory days. Well, and ha, 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 funny, funny, like I was saying, we can go back and we can laugh at Uncle Rico. But I think there's a little bit of Uncle Rico in all of us. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, Donald, why don't you tell us, like, Uncle Rico is nostalgic. I would love to learn the entomology of the word, word nostalgic, wouldn't you? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> I know that everyone is as excited about entomology as I am, as you are. <laughs> what is, why don't we first start by explaining what the word entomology means? <laughs> it, it's the origin of words. It's ah. where they came from. It's not, um, It doesn't have to do with entomans. No, it doesn't Delicious have to do with Delicious breakfast cakes oh, that man, I used to You should to not mention entomans. Holy cow, those are good. Um, anyway, etymologically. <laughs> um, Ooh, science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sound super smart right now. The word nostalgia means a morbid longing to return home. It's a strong and even painful desire to go back to familiar territory. Um, in other words, um, nostalgia is much more of an emotional issue than an actual time travel issue. <laughs> <laughs> there's, There's... It is an idea. It's an ideal that we've placed on a past time in our lives that probably didn't actually exist, that it is just something that we have in our memories made better than it really was. And nostalgia is this longing to get back to that time. Well, and I think, too, there are there's more than one kind of nostalgia. There's restorative nostalgia, which is actually a positive. Like there are 
parts of our life, like Christmas traditions, that are positive, like rooting for your home team. Yeah. Like, you haven't lived in Pittsburgh since you were a little kid, but you and your family still root for the Pittsburgh teams. Yeah, because, you know, that's what I grew up doing and that, you know, there's a sense of, and I think it's, there's also a sense of, like, why I collect certain things that I collect, because they bring back that feeling of childhood, like right. the object uh, reawakens that, like, you know, wonderful childhood feeling in me. Right. So there's family traditions, there's family recipes. Like I have, you know, part of my heritage is Polish. So when I go back and think of eating delicious pierogies, I feel like I'm yeah. honoring my childhood. But we have, you know, songs and books and games and family destinations that bring back warm and happy memories. And they are positive, like they add and enrich our lives. But there are also toxic memories, toxic yeah. nostalgia, the belief that the before time was better, that the time before, you know, was was perfect. Sorry. And this is Uncle Rico from yeah. uh, from Napoleon Dynamite. You know, Uncle Rico just longing for the past. He's so stuck that now he's in his 30s. He's not doing anything with his life because he just wants to get back to being that high school quarterback. Yeah. And I mean, and I, I took a photography uh business class 10 years ago. I don't even remember what time is anymore. It was probably 2004. Because <laughs> seriously, like, if you say 10 years ago, it could be 1990. It could be yeah. 1980. I don't even know. Yeah, I just turned 51. So I don't remember anything Happy anymore. Happy birthday. Yeah. Anyway, so I took a photography class with uh, uh, a photography professional named Tony Luna. I will drop his name. Um, but he talked about toxic nostalgia being a time when we trap ourselves in the past and just believe that the the past was better than now. And when we call on past memories, whether they are, you know, negative family memories or even, you know, I was the 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 cheerleader, I was, you know, prom king, prom queen, whatever. Yeah. When we hold on to that past, it keeps us from living our best life in the future. Boy, you know, that was a heavy photography business class. It was. No, but I think like we we think about all of these glory days, the times, you know, when we we thought we were at our best or in it, all of this ties into weight loss also. Everybody. What? Oh, my Sorry, goodness. We're tying it. things into weight loss. You're That's like, crazy. What's happening? But like our past, the, the past that we curate for ourselves is a memoir. It is not an accurate, neutral retelling of our history. And we even see that with our daughter, too. Like, oh, yeah. There are things that she remembers about our... <laughs> she, she's 15, and she'll say, like, when I was a kid... You remember when I was a kid? It's and we, pretty great, But yeah. there are things that I remember about her memories that are totally inaccurate, but I don't want to go back and be like, well, actually, you don't remember, but this was blah, blah, blah. Like, she has curated a story about her past, and some of it is fine, and it's neutral, whatever, but it makes me wonder what parts of my past I have curated into the story where I'm the hero or I'm the yeah. victim. Yeah, for sure. There was a, there was an episode of 30 Rock where Tina Fey goes back to her oh high school gosh. reunion and she was telling everyone how bullied she was in high school. And then it turns out she was actually the bully and she had like remembered it totally it, backwards. It's but it, fantastic. But we make ourselves the hero or the victim of our stories. And so many times we get caught in that 
the past was perfect or the past was, you know, faulty. And it keeps us from moving forward. I mean, you even talk about guys that you knew from from high school or even now who still listen to classic rock stations. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I tend to be somebody who wants to, even at the uh, grand old age of 51, I want to discover new contemporary music. Um, and it's harder and harder for me to do that these days. But um, despite having the entire internet to search for. <laughs> but um I just know people who, you know, the music they listen to in high school, that's what they listen to. They they don't get new albums. They don't move on. It's just listening to that stuff. And I think that I was really sort of a victim of that for a long time. When I got into my early 40s, I thought that you just couldn't lose weight in your early 40s. Like, you, you couldn't really... Um, do the kinds of uh, physical transformations that you could do when you were in your 20s. And I thought, well, this is just it. I'm just sort of going to be like this for the rest of my life. And I ended up proving myself very, very wrong. And, you know, and 100 pounds later, I now have an idea that my best days, my best health days are in front of me. Right. So if we look, you know, and we we, the studio audience, might be saying, "What? how does any of this matter with anything in the world? Yeah. And I know I kind of blew it a little bit earlier saying that this all has to do with weight loss. Um, so I'll tell you, it has to do with weight loss. <laughs> <laughs> but we, you know, there have been times in the past, if I look back at Facebook memories, which is a th- thing before TikTok. Oh. It was, Facebook was a thing before TikTok and before... Yeah, or, you got your ticks and your talks right. and your hips and your hops. MySpace begat Facebook. Facebook begat Snapchat, which right. I don't I don't even know how that works. But right. if you go back in your Facebook memories, it takes you back to your curated memories of your past. And we selectively tag ourselves in photos where we look the most flattering. Yeah. We take 50 you know, self-portraits before we post the one that we love that, you know, maybe even has a diffusing quality that gets rid of all of our wrinkles. Yeah. And so we see these photos of our past selves where maybe we were thinner, maybe we were in better shape, these moments where we look really happy. And if we have put on weight, we look back at that and go, man, those were the best days. You know, even before the interwebs, uh, the times when I was bulimic (laughs) (laughs) and looking back at photos where I'm like, oh, my gosh, at age 17, I looked great. Oh, at age 21, I looked great. And we look at those moments and we don't actually look behind the photo and say, why did I look like that? Yeah. What extreme horrible lengths were you going to in order to look that good? And I think that we also get stuck in the past with remembering that diet that worked so well. Um, just saying to ourselves, oh my goodness, when I was on XYZ diet, um, I, I just did so well on that. And if I could just get back to that, uh, all, all of my problems would be solved. And, you know, we don't ask ourselves, like, why didn't we stick to that diet? What was the problem with it that, that, you know, that we didn't, we're not doing it today? Right. So we idealize the past. We idealize the program. Oh, I did so great on that. Oh, when I was in college, I was in such great shape. Oh, when I lived in Minneapolis, it was, you know, those were the best days if, if, if I could only go back to that. And we, we get stuck in the, the big you know, the big overriding memory of I looked great or it went great. And we don't 
really go back and investigate the memory to see how our lives were different. And we ask ourselves, if it worked, why did the pounds come back on? Uh, We don't ask ourselves that question. Um, So what happened? It really only worked while we were doing it. We didn't change our lifestyle. We weren't really doing a diet that was uh, sustainable. So you have to ask yourself, why did we stop? Was the diet super calorie restrictive? Was it just impossible to maintain? Um, Were you not allowed entire categories of food? Like, did you cut out things that you loved that you knew someday you were going to go back to eating? Um, Did you get overconfident? Which has happened to me. I've gotten, you know, I've uh, in the past, I, you know, in my 20s, I lost a whole bunch of weight and I just got confident and felt like I could eat whatever I wanted yeah. at a certain point. And then, of course, you know, the I'll be like came. this forever. <laughs> yeah, raging back on. Maybe your diet relied upon willpower. You know, the more decisions that you make, the lower your reserve of willpower gets. And I have been able to, in the past, do diets based on sheer willpower for yeah. as much as a couple of years. And, I just eventually that willpower ran out. And so it's now I've built my diet upon habits and yeah. and things that don't require willpower. It just requires me to to keep going. Um and and then the other thing people do is they say to themselves all the time, I know how to lose weight. I just need to do it. And you have to ask yourself, if that's really true, then why aren't you just doing it? Maybe it's not just a matter of, I know how to do it, I just need to do it. Maybe you're not focusing on a plan that actually you can do, because if you have to rely on willpower to do it or motivation, then it's probably not the best plan to stay on for the rest of your life. Well, and I think, too, we can look back at ourselves 15, 20, 30 years ago. And 30 years ago was like, 1910 or something like that like it just seems like so far away yeah for sure Um, but we have to really look at the circumstances of our past selves we as you know middle-aged adults are not living the lives that we were when we were teenagers hopefully i'm middle-aged that means i'll get to 102 (laughs) (laughs) sounds good to me right um but we have to ask ourselves how was life different back then when you were doing Diet X? That sounds like a very exciting diet. Diet, diet X. X. Ooh, that's the name of our diet. We're going to call X. it Diet X. It sounds very outer space yeah. But if you look back, like I remember when you were vegan after college, right. living at home, working at a health food store, your life was very different then. You were working, you know, maybe 30, 40 hours a week. Yeah. You were living with your parents, so you didn't have financial constraints. You had tons of free time. You weren't a parent. Yeah. It is funny, though. I was going to college full-time and working 30 hours a week, and it felt like I had all the free time in the world. <laughs> I don't know how that's possible, but it really did. But, like, you were able to make black bean soup every day, and yeah. you were able to work out every day. Well, and and my, my job had all of this food that was, you know, conducive to the diet I was I was on at the time, and it was just, like, 
every day I was at the place where they sold it and it was really easy to get it and bring it home all the time. There was, it was no like trips to the grocery store because it was just my job to go there. <laughs> right. And for me, you know, like we are parents now, we're working full time. We have a podcast, we have a weight loss accountability group. Like our life now is yeah. different. My life now is different than when I was losing weight. Yeah. Like I oh, didn't sure. have a weight loss accountability group. I didn't have a podcast. And all of that time was spent actually doing the part of the weight loss. Yeah, for sure. But going back and saying like, how was your life different in whatever nostalgic time? Were you in a different financial state? Were you living alone or with roommates? Was COVID a thing or not a thing? Was your work situation different? Was your commute different? Your relationship situation. Right. Was your family situation different? Were your health conditions different? Like if you have aging parents, are you now in a different condition with that? So really looking at that big picture of, oh, gosh, everything was so great when I was training for that marathon. Okay, well, what does your life look like now? Were you working? Were you not working? If you were in college and in great shape, were you actually on a team where you had outer accountability and you had to show up with people? Yeah. But now that you are a working adult, you're more sedentary. Your commute is different. Like looking at all of those different factors really matters because we can just say, oh, everything was so great back then. Well, and our metabolism changes too as we get older. I mean, I went on keto in my 20s and pounds just kind of like – I mean, in my memory, I'm, yeah, well, I'm doing that thing. same thing. It felt like the pounds just, you know, melted away. And then I went on keto again. I mean, it was called Atkins back then in my 30s. And it was not, it did not work the same way on me. And maybe I just wasn't doing it the same way or whatever. But either way, that diet was not sustainable for me. There was no way I was going to avoid eating carbs for the rest of my life. Well, but too, like when you were doing keto, at least at one point, you worked at a health food store. You were on your feet yeah. all day. Oh, yeah. You were around people who had a healthy mindset. When you were in college, you were walking to classes. You were, you know... For sure. You were really I was active. I was bicycling to work and things like that too back in college. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now now as we uncover it, your circumstance was different. Yeah. Um now you have a nagging wife who's around all the time. Oh, you're bothered. wonderful. Oh, thanks. Um but if we don't sort of take apart the whole anatomy of our weight loss condition, we can idealize the situation and just get stuck in this toxic pattern of going, well, it's impossible now because things are different. Well, if I was just back in college, if it, it would be different. If I didn't have this job, it would be different. If, if, if. And we can, you know, if ourselves into a state of just staying trapped like in amber as though we were in Jurassic Park. Yeah, and I I just the thing that I run into a lot is I when when it comes up, I try not to be preachy in my actual normal civilian life about any of this, but when it comes up and people are talking about, you know, how how should I go about losing weight or whatever, when I point out that it's diet, you know, mindset number 1, nobody wants to hear that it's mindset no, that's is the first thing you got to change. Number two uh, is you've got to change how you're eating and what you're eating. And people will very oftentimes say, I just need to get back to my exercise. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if I say you can't outrun a fork. Um, they don't want to hear it. And they're just fixated on this time in their life when they could exercise their way to thinness. And 
as we age, it gets harder and harder to do that for sure. Well, and I, I think too, one of the things that I heard in Weight Watchers, I don't have the exact quote, but it's that, you know, once this is over, then I'll do oh, it. Oh my goodness, yeah. Once COVID is over, then I will get back to losing weight. After Christmas, after our kid graduates, after we save this amount of money, once this project is over at work, once the, you know, my family leaves after the vacation, once the house is back <laughs> yeah. in order, once the roof is back on, once we pay off this debt, then I'll be in a position to start losing weight. And I think a lot of that is, um, you know, tying into nostalgia, but there's also this sort of reverse future nostalgia, yeah. like the, like dreaming of this perfect time when everything is going to align perfectly, and then I will be able to get on it and do this the right way. And, you know, here's a little spoiler alert. That's not going to happen. You have to make the best of what you're doing right now. Well, and I, I know for me, I definitely did that kick the can down the road. You know, once everything calms down, I will X. Right. And it is a fallacy because that just ne there's never that perfect, you know, red carpet unfolds and it's just like, oh, now it's super easy and everything is calm. For sure. Something always comes up to distract us from our goal. And it is not that white knuckle, you know, like I did the cabbage soup di diet. It wasn't yeah. that like, okay, I'm going to do this diet for six months. I'm not going to go out with friends. I'm not going to go to a restaurant. I'm not going to visit anybody. I'm not going to eat anything that anyone else eats. And then I'll be fixed. Like once I'm down to that goal weight, then I can open my life back up again. And we forget the lengths to which we go to white knuckle that weight loss in the past. And being open to modifying our lives. Like, I mean, we, like I said, there's two kinds. If you know seven kinds of nostalgia, let us know. <laughs> but the two, there's that restorative nostalgia, that comforting, positive nostalgia, and then the toxic kind. So um, we want to talk about, you know, like now that we know that we're stuck in the past or the fictional future um, that will never come, um, how do we fix that? First of all, we have to fix our mindset and start to understand that the best is still yet to yeah. come. And that involves letting go of a lot of our past notions. Right. So um, I don't know if you know this, Donald, but you know how like every normal kid was in uh, Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts? Is yes. that what the Boy Scouts are called? Boy Scouts? Yeah, Boy Scouts. I was in Boy Scouts, yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't know if I was a normal kid, but I was in Boy Scouts. <laughs> normal kids. Yeah. I was in something called Bluebirds. Does anyone know what a Bluebird is? It N sounds like the generic Bobo version. It I'm sorry. I probably just <laughs> insulted a whole bunch of Bluebirds. We're going to get angry emails from Bluebirds now. I was a Bluebird and it was amazing. I was a Bluebird. Which nobody knows what that is. There were no sashes. It, it's sort of like when I was a kid and my parents would buy like the ShopRite soda and I was so embarrassed the, to have my friends over. You mean the cola? Yeah, the ShopRite cola. That's but right. I was in Bluebirds and it, I knew at the time that it was like the knockoff version. I, anyway, I, I won't attack it, but they did have a lovely song that we sang at oh, the that's end good. of every Bluebird activity. It went like this. Oh, you're going to sing it. I, well, it was make new friends, but keep the old. Oh. One is silver and the other gold. We sung that in church. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, okay. For well, real. Well, yeah. good. 
Then I, maybe you went to Bluebird Church. <laughs> maybe I went to I went to the Church of the Bluebird. Oh my goodness, I just remembered oh, the Church of the Bluebird. The Bluebird is always watching, Donald. Yeah, in, in Sunday school, we uh, we sang that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but the the way I'm translating this is, you know, make new memories but keep the old. One is silver and the other gold. We can hold on to those traditions. We can hold on to those old, you know, the the gems and the good parts of old plans and old diets. But we have to be open to the future, to the gold memories. So we can take comfort in the past. But like Donald said, believe that the best is yet to come. Um, like I talked about before, looking back at those old memories of those old plans and really dissecting the memory, the whole memory of what the plan was about. How did it really go? Were you white knuckling? Were you leaving yourself out of, you know, experiences with friends and family because you were just tied to the the diet program? Yeah. And also realizing that you don't have to go back to some perfect plan where you were able to do the absolute perfect ideal version of losing weight, but that you can take the circumstances that you're in now and do what you can do. What are you willing to do right now? What can you do right now? You can't do the ideal meal prep. Maybe you can do a semi-homemade meal prep. Maybe you can get by with frozen meals. Maybe you can prep on one day of the week and then supplement that with prepackaged things. You can't do all of your exercise. Maybe you can just add something. You know, all of the things that we've talked about through 150 other episodes, all of the, you know, walking extra, taking the stairs, taking the long way to get places, fidgeting, um, getting a rebounder, you know, all those things, doing yoga videos at home, all of that stuff that maybe you can just do something right now. Five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day, like something. What about 30 minutes a day? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's ridiculous. No one can put in 30 minutes a day. All right, 27. We'll, yeah. take, we'll tear right. it apart. But also, I mean, going back, especially at the holidays right now, so much of the holidays are steeped in tradition. And this year in particular, we talked about before, might look very different than other family traditions. Yeah. And one way that we carry on family traditions is by honoring old recipes, family recipes, family oh, yeah. traditions. Like we had talked about making cookies, making babka, you know, from my grandfather's, uh, you know, I was going to say Polish days. He was always Polish. <laughs> Polish days before he converted to, I don't know what, Germanism? I don't know. Germanism. Um, but I'm sorry. Pop up in heaven. I love you so much and I am grateful for those traditions. Um, but you know, we can honor those family traditions without having them on our hips. Like we can make, we can modify old recipes. We can decide that we will only have one family dish on a holiday that is, you know, steeped in tradition and buttermilk. Right. Right. (laughs) used to drink buttermilk like for fun. My mother has done that in front of me as well. He also 
maybe toxic nostalgia, he would brush his teeth with ivory soap because that's what he did in the Navy. Yeah, no, Is thank that you. toxic nostalgia? Uh, it just might be toxic. Yeah. <laughs> it just might be straight up. Maybe like, he cursed so much. Should not probably put soap in your mouth. Maybe he cursed so much he was making up for it in his oh, glory yeah, days. I yeah, don't know. Just like Ralphie. Yeah. But we can modify recipes. We can modify traditions. And we can modify those old, you know, weight loss habits that we had to suit our current needs. There are some habits, there are some programs that we just need to let go of. Yeah. We just need to honor them and say like, wow, it was really great being on the track team when I was in college. That is not the life that I'm living right now. And if we get trapped into believing that if we could just build an Uncle Rico time machine and go back to those glory days, we are robbing ourselves of our future potential. Yeah, realizing that that, you know, that slim fast, that restrictive calorie, that extreme, you know, cabbage soup diet is not going to be the diet that gets us there. That's not the way that we're going to be able to hit our goal weights and stay there. Letting go of the idea that there's only one way to do this and that there's only one right way to do this is a huge part of letting go of that toxic nostalgia. Well, and two, in this time of COVID, I know we are introverts, so staying home is super easy and feels like... I know. Just <laughs> yeah, I don't need to see people. I get I get anxious even having to see them on Zoom calls these days. <laughs> yeah, someone actually, I can't remember if I talked about this. Someone said that they might be having a birthday party get together in 2022. And I was like, I think I'm busy. Yeah, no, I'm very plans. busy that I day. I have plans for sure. What what day is it? Yeah, definitely have plans. <laughs> <laughs> but right now, gyms are closed. We might not be able to get together with people. We might not be able to be on the soccer league. We might not be able to do, you know, blah, blah, blah. We have to just pause those traditions and focus on what we can control. I think one thing that has really changed in this whole weight loss journey venture for Donald and I, if I may. Oh, you may. Tie you into this. Yeah. Is that I have learned to put together this like Voltron combination of weight loss habits that have built who I am today. When someone says, you know, like, well, I was doing Weight Watchers or I was doing Atkins and I'm this one thing. I am not one thing right now. Yeah. I am taking pieces of Atkins, Weight Watchers, calorie tracking, fitness, and I am making my own plan that is just this like hodgepodge of what works for me today as a working adult with a 15-year-old, you know, in COVID times, I am making it work based on the resources that I have around me, not saying, well, when COVID ends, then I'll do this. When our daughter graduates from high school, college, you know, whatever, then I'll get back to it. Because It's sort of like an extreme diet mashup. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, you know, it is great to think, and I know I used to do this, I just wanted to be served this plan. Like, right. do this 90-day intense plan and you're done. Here's and- every single thing you have to do from step one through step 47. Just do it in order and everything will work out. Right. Here's this one detox juice that you can drink and it will get you back on track. One weird one trick. Weird- but it still happens. Like, oh, well, if I was able to, you know, 
go to the gym, then I could make it work. Right. Oh, well, you know what? Uh, Brock LaRabe is out of season right now. So <laughs> Is that how you say that? Brock LaRabe? Brock LaRabe? I don't know. Uh, we'll um, look it up. Yeah, we'll look it up. If you know how to say Brock LaRabe. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought it was Broccoli Rob. I don't know. You're probably right there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's my new that's my new uh, online name, Broccoli, Broccoli Rob. Um, <laughs> we're fun. We're super fun with vegetable fun, puns. Yeah. Um, but we say like, oh well, when this is back in season, then I can do it. Oh well, when I can afford, you know, to join that, um, you know, that plan again, then I'll get back to it. But. We have made, you know, space in our lives for a – sorry, I honestly think the coffee is just hitting its peak, <laughs> like, <laughs> like peak intensity right Yeah, now. Yeah, we are uh, – we're at an 11 right now, oh, everyone. super, super 11. But being in a position where we can look at the past and pull from it those items that actually really did work and fit into our current plan, our cur- current season of our lives, I think is really important and not – just holding on to that, you know, step one, build a time machine to go back and win, you know, right. the all league champ state national local events, I think is really important. And most importantly, you know, I think at least for us too, and this ties into maintenance, is like those glory days of people, the glory days of people stopping us going, oh my gosh, you've lost so much weight. Yeah, for sure. Nice. Like we don't, you know, we're just living our lives now. Yeah, no one does that to me now. anymore. Yeah. Don has, is two or three jobs removed from his weight loss and people just know him as a guy. Yeah, they just met me at this weight. Like they have no idea. Yeah. And he can't just like, you know, drop pictures of himself right. like on the ground, like, oh, how embarrassing. I dropped this oh, eight by 10 picture of myself. before and after of me? <laughs> How did this get here? <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, but people do that like name drop like, oh, well, you know, in the before times when I was state national champion, oh, is that my Olympic gold medal that just fell out of my pocket? How exactly, awkward. Exactly, yeah. But we need to or we get to set new goals for ourselves. Living in a position where we just want that external you know, recognition of like, oh, well, you know, I'm at the end of the movie Rudy and I'm on everybody's shoulders, like letting go of that and just saying that that was a time is fine. But having future goals matters. And that might be, you know, maybe you're not in a position to run, you know, or train for a marathon or be on a a club team for something. Maybe it's as much as, you know what, I'm going to set a goal to, do five minutes of meditation a day. Yeah. You're not going to get an award in the mail for it, but it's something that you can, you know, honor and enjoy for yourself. I just signed you up for the five minute meditation a day mail in the or <laughs> a medal in the mail award <laughs> club for Christmas. Thanks. You ruined it. You know, maybe it's signing up for virtual 5Ks. Maybe it's just trying a new vegetable every month. Like it is so boring being middle aged. But it's fine. Like, you don't have to live for those glory days. You can set small goals for yourself. Maybe it's even, you know, being in a position now of, 
just wanting to improve your stamina and your strength. So putting goals in front of you, setting your your future self up for happiness instead of living in that past where everything was better. Things are tough as you get older, like things change, your I your you know, your needs change, your family changes, and being in a position where we can look ahead and say like, "Oh gosh, I'm going to do a virtual 5K with my family if I can't see them now. I am going to focus on improving my form in doing a plank. I'm going to go from doing a 5-second plank to a 2-minute plank." Those small little stepping stones of improving really do matter, and it's what we can focus on. Even now, you know, we're not losing weight, but getting to a point where we can improve our cholesterol, imp- improve our sleep scores on our Fitbits, yeah. like improve our, you know, daily habits day by day, those little micro atomic habits, like that's what we're focusing on now, not looking back. And I, I mean, and I still do it. Like I look at, you know, I was 10, I'm up about 10 pounds from where I was three years ago. Yeah. And I look at that and I, I still do that like, oh man, those were the great glory days. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I'm like, okay, well, what is different now? Okay, well, I have a podcast and an accountability group and our daughter is homeschooling like for the 10th month and, 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 and I have to go back and say, okay, well, what am I willing to change? Like, am I willing to go back to not having bread? Because at that time I wasn't really eating bread and I wasn't drinking at all. Do I want to go back to that and cut out alcohol 100% and bread 100%? Yeah. I'm not sure. Okay, well, what compromise could I make? Okay, well, maybe I'll just have bread and alcohol on the weekend. Like we can make small incremental changes instead of just looking back and saying, well, the me of 10 pounds ago, I've only lost 145 pounds now. It was better when I lost 155 pounds. Like, ah, life isn't as good now. Like we can do that and we can just hold on to those past days or we can look ahead and go, what is possible now? What can I do in the months to come? How can I make myself proud today? Because I can look back at those restorative nostalgic memories of going on long walks with Donald uh, in the before times before COVID. That's right, yeah. <laughs> or I can just be like, okay, well, we're the rebounding twins now, and that's what we're going to do until the world opens back up again. And, that's and we're okay. getting through lots of Netflix that way. So much Netflix, so much Netflix. So what can you modify in your workout plan, in your food goals, in your habits moving forward? What do you just need to let go of? Because you've all got those people in your family or people that you know that just talk about the glory days and you're like, dude, let it go, Uncle Rico. Like, you gotta let it go. Exactly. And I I think the capstone, (laughs) the capstone thought on all of this, college, 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 is that it honestly feels so much better to believe that the best is yet to come. I am excited every day to find a new podcast, a new viewpoint to really look at all of this, a new way to improve myself. Like I am eager to find out what is ahead because when we're in a position where we think we know it all and we've done it all and the best has already happened, that is a limiting belief. Yeah. And a growth mindset means that the best is ahead of us, that we haven't met our new friend, that we haven't found our new recipe, that we haven't found our new passion. I am looking forward, literally and figuratively, to all of the things that have yet to come, because that is a place of growth and possibility and excitement. And we can listen to the old songs and we can, you know, reminisce about the past, but it is our duty 
to look forward for ourselves, for our family into the future and not get stuck in that toxic waste dump of the past. Yes, indeed. And we firmly believe that your best days are in front of you, just like we firmly believe that the best days of this podcast are are in in front front of of us. us. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, We really appreciate each and every one of you. Um, If you would like to have a little bit of nostalgia for this show and go back to listen to old (laughs) episodes, they're all still available uh, wherever you found this one. And you can also find them all on our website at weonlylookthin.com. I love going back to listening to old episodes because I love hearing how inspirational I was. I I forget all of the amazing advice that I give and that you give. I know. I've already forgotten what we talked about in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) they've told this uncle rico thing like seven times before they don't even remember it exactly um and if you would like a little extra support uh you can go to that same website we only look thin.com and click on join our support group to find all about walt place we only look thin place yeah it is a uh, women's accountability group based on facebook where we it's not a diet plan but we support one another we have accountability challenges and it's just a place to be really open and honest about our struggles and successes with this whole weight loss journey venture. You can also uh, go to Apple Podcasts and give us a couple of stars, a couple yeah. stars review. We are at 396 uh, five-star review As areas. of the recording of this episode. We would love to get to 400. Wouldn't it be fun to be the 400th? I know. That would be great for you and for <laughs> us. <laughs> I don't know. I think that when we get to 400, we pass this threshold of podcasting. Yeah. We're suddenly, we're doing ads for third love bras we're doing mattress ads we're yeah doing we're on ads. good morning america or something or something is yeah. that still a thing i, I don't, don't even know. know i have no idea regis but, and uh, kelly but i'm willing to find out so if you uh could do us a favor and do that we would appreciate it every rating and review helps us yeah. uh it boosts us in search results when people are looking for episodes like this and also, if you have questions for us, uh, or if you have episode ideas, if there are topics that you think we haven't covered, if you would like to uh, um, write an episode for us, like Kendra did <laughs> a couple Kendra. of episodes ago, uh, you can email us at weonlylookthin at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at weonlylookthin to join the conversation. Yeah, we call that the socials. The convo on the socials. Join the convo on the socials. (laughs) Sounds so (laughs) hip and cool right now. So thank you so much for listening. And if you still don't know the difference between Napoleon Dynamite and Broccoli Rob, (laughs) just remember that Catherine and I are an inspiration. Asian, Asian. Dynamite! The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program. <laughs>